Hello, dear friends. Not too long ago, the global project Creative Society was launched on the platform of Alatra International Public Movement. This global project is unique in all respects, as it is initiated by the people themselves, people of goodwill from all over the world who want to unite and change the world for the better. After all, everyone today understands that the consumerist formative society in which we live or in other words, the inhumane format of the relationship of one person towards another must be changed. Millions of interviews and social surveys conducted by volunteers of Alatra International Public Movement for the last nine years show that all people want to live in peace, love, and safety. As a result of studying the request of people, the Creative Society Project was born. The foundations and stages for building the Creative Society are published on the website alatraunites.com. And I'm very happy that every day more and more people join the Creative Society project and people share their wants to live in the Creative Society. Today, all of humanity faces global economic, political, climatic, and other issues. And to really solve them, we need to the unity of all mankind, regardless of religion, nationality, or social status. Many people are aware of the vital need for unity, but in practice, they do not know how to unite into a single human family. And they mistakenly believe that this requires the leaders of states or representatives of various groups or trends to first degree and act. But there are also those people who have started to act and make a reality what all of humanity dreams of. After all, true unity begins with the unity of people themselves. And today we are joy joined by guests from Australia who have come together to talk about the Creative Society Project and the eight foundations of the Creative Society. And right now I would like to introduce my co-host today, Olga Kaftan. Olga, the floor is yours. Thank you so much, Olga. And it's so amazing to be here among our new friends. And also, uh, we found out uh, each single person we met through the rule of six handshakes. The rule of six handshakes that we use to connect people around the globe. And we can proudly say that rule is working wonders and we are able to connect on so many levels. And we don't just welcome guests today. Today, we are welcoming our friends from Australia, because only in a friendly conversation, we can really reach our full potential. And each guest has been on our program on live conversation on Alatra TV, and they all shared their vision for creative society and what they already doing to achieve that. So right now, I would like to introduce our guests. We will start with Pigs Jonathan. Welcome, Pigs. Thank you, Olga and Olga, and hello, everyone. Or I should say, g'day from Australia, shouldn't I? <laughs> yes, and uh, Pix is an international best-selling author. She's a dynamic speaker, mindset and resilience coach, and a healthy living mentor. So welcome, Pix. Thank you. And next we have Piero Mardesic, and he is the founder of Addicted to Grow, and you might see some of his little helpers coming around as he is a proud father of two boys. So welcome, Piero. We can't hear you, so you might have to Thank mute you. yourself. Thank you very much, <laughs> Olga and Olga. I really appreciate, obviously, everyone's commitment for being here today. And it's going to be so enjoying to hear everyone's comments on the foundations of Creative Society. Awesome. And next we have Deborah. Statis, and she is a professional and personal development speaker, an author, and a founder of tra Tragic Opportunities. So, Deborah, welcome to the program. Thank you, Olga and Olga, and I'm absolutely thrilled to be part of the program and speaking alongside such inspired minds uh, that, that are being introduced to one at a time now. So, I'm really excited. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Next, we have Fiona Japoras, and she has been on live conversation with us as well. And she is an integrative mindset coach. So welcome, Fiona. 
Hello everyone, thank you. I'm super excited to be here today and great topics that we're all talking about. Thanks for having us. And now you might see the very active participant of today's conference is Edward Zia. And he is an international master coach with program Creating Master Persuaders and Influencers. Welcome, Edward. I just sort of say we are the paragons of humanity. And if, I don't, if you don't mind me saying this, aren't we a very beautiful and attractive group of people? <laughs> Thank you, Edward. Welcome to the program. And with us, we have Ella Staniak, and she is a founder and CEO of Feminine Leaders. And she also is a brand new FedEx speaker. Welcome, Ella. Yay. Hello, Olga. Hello, Olga. Hello, everyone. I am beyond excited and privileged to be amongst such incredible movers and shakers recognized not only in Australia, but on international scale. So let's get started. I cannot wait. Awesome. Thank you so much. And next we have Pat Armistead, and she's a keynote speaker, facilitator, coach, transforming individual and workplaces, well-being at Geology. Welcome, Pat. Thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> Thank you all so much. It's um, <laughs> I look forward to what we can co-create here today. <clears throat> awesome. And also we have Vyacheslav Kulik, and he's a business owner and air conditioning and refrigerator mechanic, which keeps everyone cool in Australia. So welcome, Vyacheslav. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much, Olga. Thank you very much for having me here as well. I'm very excited to meet you all guys here and um, yeah, to talk about such an important topic. Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much for being here and welcome. So the eight foundations of the Creative Society are very valuable as they represent the desires and needs of people all over the world. Today, together with our guests, we will go through all eight foundations and share their importance. This will give the viewers an understanding of the project Creative Society and the importance of it. And dear viewers, please, like, share, and post your comments in the YouTube and Facebook and any other platform because we want to make sure that we are all building this creative society together. So first, let's watch a short video about the eight foundations. Thank you so much. And I also would like to thank our IT team for making this beautiful presentation for us happening. They really work overtime and they might have woke up at 3 a.m. in the morning to do it for us. So thank you so much for our IT support and all the graphic designers that were able to help us. And right now I would like to give the floor to Pix. So she will read the first foundation and we will talk about the importance of its implementation so let's all uh, have it on the screen first. Thank you so much, Olga. And you know, congratulations to each of these thought leaders and change makers. So I have the honor and privilege of opening our session today. And we're going to be talking about the first foundation of the creative society and that being human life. So human life, human life is the highest value. Life of any human has to be protected as one's own. The goal of society 
is to ensure and guarantee the value of each human's life. If one human is valuable, then all humans are valuable. And there are, according to the UN's latest research um, from November 2020, 7.8 billion people on this amazing planet. And we all matter. So I would personally like to share, um, I, I've got a degree in natural resource management and I studied Maslow's hierarchy of needs and he's a thought leader. Um, he came up with a philosophy based around um, five categories and this relates to the human needs and they dictate the way people behave. So those needs, the five needs, the first one is physiological. The second one is safety and we've heard people speak about safety. The third one is love and belonging. The fourth one is esteem. And the fifth one is self-actualization. And Alatra Creative Society is all about peace and love and safety. So I love that. And then according to Maslow, there's seven basic needs for human life. And those are the first one being air. We all need air to breathe. The second one is water. We need to keep our bodies hydrated. The third one is food. The fourth one is shelter. The fifth one is safety. The sixth one is sleep. And the seventh one is clothing. Now, those 7.8 billion people on our planet, we have different degrees of meeting those needs. And for me, human life, as we know, is the highest value. And I personally have had three life-threatening car accidents. I've had a number of different adversities and abuse happen to me, but I am all about living my best human life so that I can reach out through platforms such as Alatra Creative Society to empower others to live their best life because human life is the highest value. Thank you. Yes, thank you very much, Pix. And it's uh, if we implement this one foundation globally, even this one, imagine that we will not have any wars, any conflicts, anything that threatens the life of any human in this on this planet. And that will yeah. be already such a positive step towards building the world where we all have safety and peace. And uh, thank you so much for sharing. And now I would like to uh, give the thank floor you. to Piero and Deborah, who will talk about the second foundation of the Creative Society, if we could have it on the screen. And if one of you could read it. Ladies first. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Well, firstly, thank you for, for including me in today's roundtable. I'm very excited and especially to be uh, sharing this topic with, with you as well, PJ. So human freedom, which we are both very passionate about. Uh, let me read that. So no one and nothing in society has the right to create threats to the life and freedom of a human. Every human is guaranteed free provision of essential life necessities including food, housing, medical care, education, and full social security. Scientific, industrial, and technological activities of the society should be aimed exclusively at improving the quality of human life. Guaranteed economic stability, no inflation or crisis. The same stable prices around the world, one monetary unit, um, fixed minimal taxation or no taxation at all. The safety of human and of the human and society from any kind of threat or threats is ensured by the unified global service that deals with emergency situations. I think that's a really beautiful summary of of human freedom and what covers uh, human freedom. PJ, did you want to start with your insight on that first? Considering ladies first. The first thing that I'd love to say is thanks for reading that out so that the, so the audience has got a clear understanding of what globally people look for when it comes to human freedom. As an expert in addiction patterns and thought behavior, firstly, I just want to share the intensity and the value that I'm going to give today. I'm going to talk fast and you've probably already realized that. And I'm just setting the boundary because there's a lot of opinions that are going to come from this and everyone's opinion is each to their own. The first thing that I truly want to set in concrete regarding human freedom is that it's always going to come down to the fact of how we think and our meaning behind the word freedom. 
Because if we go back to ancient times, if we go back to war times, people fought for freedom. And at the end of the day, respectively, the majority of them were buried in the ground. So the first thing that I want to share with that is freedom actually free. The second thing that I would love to share that is my values behind freedom. Freedom comes from internal. Freedom is actually not the problem. The problem's not even love. The problem's not relationships. It may not be weight. It may not be food. It may not be dieting. Myself is, it's the way we think and the way we speak to ourselves. So labels don't define us. So that's my view, Deb. That's where I really want to share my thought on human freedom. Beautiful. Thank you. And, and uh, I, I, I do agree, uh, as you know, uh, with that as well. And, and human freedom is, is very important to me as it's been, it was instrumental in my healing from a near-death experience that, uh, well, should have impacted my life in such a way that I, I had no freedom, uh, no freedom of, of uh, control over my mind, no freedom of, of my appearance uh no no independence at all and and that's where what you were saying there about about the mind is so very very important uh my for me it was about healing and that's where i focus on healing for human freedom our freedom of choice so when we heal ourselves when we choose to heal ourselves and we live authentically we accept ourselves and then we accept others so by doing that we then commit to learn and to improve By doing so, we free ourselves and we create freedom for not just ourselves, but for others, freedom to be who we are. When we heal and live authentically, we create love, acceptance and joy for ourselves, which we then share with others, which then helps them create love, acceptance and joy, not just for themselves, but for others. So you see the flow-on effect here. There's a flow-on effect which is incredibly powerful. When we live in a way that is not congruent, not congruent with our core values, our passion, our purpose, we develop anger and resentment. And we, we try to fill that with superficial uh, things, with, with, with items, um, and, and we, we start to live in this, this uh, false sort of society as well. Uh, we hold ourselves back when we live like that. Feel, these feelings of frustration, anger, dissatisfaction and resentment develop. They come out. This is where conflict starts. This is where we end up with a lack of tolerance for ourselves and for others. And this is when we lead to violence. And this is when we end up with wars. And like you said, we're fighting for freedom, yet we end up in the ground. So I think we have a great impact on facilitating human freedom by looking at our own selves and by our family and our extended circle and looking at how we can heal and love and accept ourselves and others in order to let them heal, love, and accept themselves and others. I think that you said that perfectly because if we broaden that right now, there would be no need for concentration camps. There would be no need for jails. There will be no no need for encapturing humans or even kidnappings and so on because the individuals themselves have already healed and come to peace with their past that actually brings this up inside them, right? So I really love the way that you've stretched into that and, and this idea that we need to in capture people because they've done wrong well that doing wrong is only merely a fact of the decisions that we've made as a society to say this should not or should be done and we're in capturing people in rules and regulations which in turn i can see why people and why it's a foundation of human freedom so once yeah. we were to tackle the root cause which is that inner that inner conflict that inner um, hatred towards ourselves there would be yes. so much peace to live from and therefore that would only escalate globally and and we would live in a world that is full of grace love and gratitude absolutely and i think we can start with our own family circle as well let's face it there's there's the way we do things uh you mm. know uh so we're pack animals we want to belong and be loved so we go along with that's the way we do things um yeah. you know which is what we're conditioned to think in society, we're conditioned to think that we must go along with this in order to feel loved and accepted. So what happens is we squash parts of ourselves because we judge parts of ourselves as bad if they don't fit into. That's the way we do things. Um, and what happens there is that, that, that we create more angst. Interestingly yes. enough, 
the very people who have set the the rules uh, and the judgments around that's the way we do things probably also feel <laughs> that they're not happy with that's the way we do things. Those same people become the judge and jury. They become more judgmental of themselves and more judgmental of those that don't fit into that. Uh, and so the cycle continues. So we need to embrace our own freedom of choice by accepting difference in people. Um, the only way to do that is to look at ourselves and have the courage to live our truth and speak our truth. When we take our own personal responsibility for how we feel and we heal ourselves, that's when we lead by example and that's where we stop teaching our children, the next generation, to live within a certain box that they don't want to live in and then put that onto somebody else as well, even though they don't want the box themselves. So our freedom is largely internal. We've forgotten that we are born free with the ability to choose. Children are not born with hatred and judgment about others or others' opinions or the colour of their skin, for example. Primal joy for life, interaction and for being authentically is what we are born with. And in society, we are squashing that part of ourselves through archaic ideas and pressure to conform to being and doing a certain way. Love and tolerance and acceptance for ourselves and others is as we as as I just reflect on everything that you just said and what this whole round table is about. I want you to think about this one concept, even the audience. Leaders themselves are in pain right now. Pre-COVID, even COVID has brought up and exasperated, exposed all, whether it be default coping mechanisms, addiction patterns. These are now starting to show everywhere amongst leaders. And the true question comes down to is, due to the stigmatization of their role, who do they even turn to? Yeah, absolutely. Yes, thank really you so much. Point. Yeah, you guys brought up such an amazing point that we do have to create conditions where we all can work on each on oneself, right? So we can work uh, and kind of set ourselves free. And the creative society will allow us to do it because it's no longer going to be consuming us as human beings. It's going to allow us to be the human beings we really can be. So thank you so much, uh, two of you, for talk talking about this such important foundation and right now we're going to move on to the third foundation and Fiona is going to share with us her understandings. I know we already read through the foundation but I will ask to bring it up on the screen and then we will take it down as you start speaking. Okay thank you um, that was great I've really enjoyed listening to Pix and Piero and Deborah and I think that these foundations are so critical to what we do and our basis in life so I'll read human safety no one and nothing in society has the right to create threats to the life and freedom of a human. Every human is guaranteed free provision of essential life necessities, including food, housing, medical care, education, and full social security. Scientific, industrial, and technological activities of society should be aimed exclusively at improving the quality of human life. That, like that just sounds amazing. Guaranteed economic stability, no inflation or crisis. The same stable prices around the world, one monetary unit, a fixed minimal taxation or no taxation at all. The safety of human and society from any kind of threats is ensured by the unified global service that deals with emergency situations. And I was drawn to this foundation because what I do in my, my coaching is help people live a purposeful life, a life that's deliberate. And yet, as Pix brought up um, with the human needs, if you don't have safety, you can't live that life. You can't get to the abundance that we all uh, deserve and we all want. And, and I'm not just talking about wealth. I'm talking about holistic abundance. So safety is the importance of us using the time we have here in these bodies to be contributing and to be able to be the best we can be, the best version of us. And I just feel that the safety I see and I look around and I see famine and I see um, people dying from illnesses that are preventable and, and I just feel that if we could have this element of human safety that people can just feel safe and protected, 
then then everything else is there and it becomes this part of this energetic change where we know with a certainty that we are safe and when you know with certainty that you are safe suddenly you can look forward and and further afield so so for everyone in the world to have that feeling would just be magical Yes, thank you so much. I totally agree that there's uh, safety is so important. And when we take social surveys and, and one of the main answers that people also provide besides love and peace is safety, that there's need for safety in our world today, that it is so important and valuable. And if we you don't have that, we all live in fear. And uh, yeah. or when we live in fear, we actually don't live. We exist in this world and we can't That's have great. that. Um, yeah. And uh, in order for us to live a fulfilled life, we need to have the safety everywhere globally. And thank you so much, Fiona, for sharing. And now, uh, will, Edward will introduce it. So Edward, please, you have the floor and uh, we will have it on the screen as well. Excellent. It's an absolute pleasure. Uh, just waiting for the slide to come up. And here we go. And this is a topic that's very close to my heart. Transparency and openness of information. Every human has the right to receive reliable information about the movement and distribution of public funds. Each human has access to information about the status and implementation of society's decisions. The mass media belongs exclusively to society to reflect information truthfully, openly, honestly. And just my take on this, I couldn't agree with it more. Um, I'm an advocate for free speech and just in full disclosure, I'm also a member of the Australian Liberal Party as well. And to me, the key things for what we're trying to achieve is probably three elements, freedom of thought, freedom of speech, plus the protection um, to say what you're thinking and contribute to society. And what we're seeing today, especially, I just, I'm, not, I'm not here to talk politics, but I got to also call out the elephant. What we're seeing in America is a complete violation of that. We're seeing a mass media owned by billionaire corporations. Uh, we are seeing uh, the censorship of truth and information and we're seeing the open advocacy of violence against those that engage with wrong thinking freedom of speech um, which is being played out and it's all got to stop you know and i think this absolute forum's amazing and i gotta say i love the um the goals that we're all trying to achieve here yes thank you so much edward and it is so important and if we all had exactly same information around the globe then we can make decisions fast and we can make them you know that they will affect everybody on a, on a level where they feel a part of the society because right now sometimes we feel like we don't even know what we're voting for or we don't understand what we're voting for and this foundation really gives us opportunity to be that human being right yeah and exactly and the, the big thing i want to add to this is that I love the motives of what we're trying to achieve. But the other thing that's also important as well is customs, culture, and tradition. While we're achieving this global objective, which I'm all for, right? I'm all for ending poverty and all that. We also need to respect local races, local customs, local traditions. And we also need to respect all forms of religious. So I'm a huge, so, um, in full disclosure, I'm a Christian, but I'm a huge fan of what we call religious liberty people have the rights to pursue whatever religions they uh, feel right in. And we're seeing uh, the ending of that. We're seeing um, all religions are being persecuted. We've got Muslims getting persecuted, Christians. Um, we have Zoroastrians, got Hindus. We got, you know, all religions getting persecuted. So we also need freedom of religion because while it's great to be a global society, and I'm all for that, believe me, I'm a massive globalist myself, we need to allow room for people to be individuals and pursue religious and freedom liberties in those regards as well. Yes, that's why creative society really allows for that to happen because once we put the human being in the center, then we are creating opportunities for everybody to practice their religion or to practice whatever they want without you know, being judged for it or any other information that's been untrue. So thank you so much, Edward, that's so important. It's a pleasure. Anything I, just else? Want to say, I, I just want to say very quickly, I love this movement. I love you amazing people. And to those watching, be paragons for change. I've got to say, Alatra, you're amazing. And thank you, everyone. Appreciate you. <laughs> thank you, Edward. And thank you so much for being such a great supporter. And that's all it takes. It takes regular people sitting down and having a conversation. And the world becomes a better place 
So thank you so much for everybody. And right now I will uh, give the floor to Pat and she will introduce Fifth Foundation for us. Thank you so much. I just wanted to make one short comment um, back to Fiona uh, talking about safety. A company that I worked with here in Australia, 450 business leaders, and their cat cry was, if you see it, own it. And it really reawakened me to, um, you know, expanding my vision. <laughs> and even if uh, it's not like exactly in my periphery, my personal responsibility, once it's come within your vision, it's your responsibility to act. So thank you for that. <clears throat> awesome. Let's bring up the fifth foundation. And Pat, if you could read it for us. Yes. The creative ideology. This ideology is aimed at popularizing the human qualities and stopping everything that is directed against humanity. Under this pillar, the main priority is honoring humanity and holding high spiritual and moral standards, being human, living into the virtues, fostering mutual respect and friendship. It's about creating conditions for the development and education of human capital, and that's with a capital H. Um, it's about cultivating moral values in each person and society as a whole. It also includes prohibiting propaganda and violence, condemnation and denunciation of any form of division, aggression and indeed anything inhumane. For me, creativity and art are testimony of the human condition. I have used it in my life to capture all of my hardships, to capture emotions, questions, decisions, perceptions. All of my art and creative expression has been informed by my encounters with humanity. As an artist and creative soul, I have affirmed and glorified my own life through creative expression. In all my creative pursuits, writing, speaking, painting, I've made mistakes and I see how I have got to decide which ones I will keep. I am present to how each of us as the artist dips his brush into his own soul and paints or expresses his own nature into what's created. Art and creation shape society. We each draw from the inner well, almost like an artistic reservoir. And this inner well needs upkeep and nourishing. In 1970, I began my journey of championing the human spirit. I brought compassion, creativity and humour to the bedside of countless thousands who were experiencing pain. 20 years later, I created my own ad agency, dressed as Laurel and Hardy, freelance for the news 2020 and 60 Minutes and produced TV commercials for creative expression. In 2001, I declared myself to be the world's first joyologist, a self-created term. I know that I'm here to inspire hope, liberate compassion and evoke joy. I'm here to be a voice for all that's joyful about humanity. I'm here to help people find joy when it seems there's none. Let me tell you, I had to sharpen all of my pencils and use all of my colors in order to achieve that. As a sovereign being now, uh, I'm really aware this last 20 years of how I have had to step into owning my greatness. I got committed. With a group of artists, I raised $550,000, bought an old KFC building for $1 from local council, oversaw the refurbishment of that building into a pristine art gallery that has actually been self-sustaining ever since. It was created by being our word no matter what. Each of you are a masterpiece unfolding, a work of art taking form. You are the gift of creative expression and your time is now. I invite you to join me 
I have always wanted to give voice to my interior landscape with the simple artlessness of full self-expression as does a child. Responsibility though waits for us at the edge of the Eden of creativity. However, I know united, stepping forward, we can co-create. So what do we find in co-creation? I think the answer is this. Art is art and life is life. But to live artistically, that is the art of life. Thank you. Thank you very much, Pat, for such a, yes, for such a creative uh, answer. Thank you so much for inspiring all of us. And now the sixth foundation um, uh, will be introduced by Ella. Ella, please, uh, we could have it on the screen and Ella will read it out to us. Wow, that's a, that's a tough one to follow. Thank you so much, Pat, absolutely incredible. Sixth foundation, development of personality. Every person in the creative society has the right to comprehensive development and personal fulfillment. Education should be free and equally accessible to all, creating conditions and expanding opportunities for a human, capital H, to implement his and her creative abilities and talents. I would love to begin by giving you and sharing with you a definition of personality. Personality is simply an accumulation of traits or characteristics which create one's character. And being for nearly now 11 years in space of coaching, first personal transformative coaching and now in space of female leadership and performance, I know that transformation of personality can be quite easy. We can actually transform parts of our identity within a second, having done an exercise, having a, um, a piece of awareness, having a breakthrough moment. Now, this can also take time. And I can sit here and tell you how easy it is to develop the personality, overcome challenges, given that we have access to resources, given that we have support to do so. I think all of us can safely say that we only do what we do today because we have been on a journey to personal and professional growth. My intention today is to paint a very objective picture of what is happening in the world. Yesterday, I decided to do a little bit of a homework and come prepared. I found that 264 million of children in the world do not have access to education. And that report was released by UNESCO in 2017. We're in 2020 now. And I have a really strong feeling that the numbers only increased by now, having gone through a pandemic and such change of the world. So last night, as I was doing my homework, I looked at my son who was lying next to me in his big bed, soft cotton bed sheets, so innocent, safe, with his belly full, access to anything he wants. And to be honest, I got emotional because I thought I was born in Poland and I had support and resources to relocate to Australia, which I can, I can really tell you that the difference between living where I was born and living in Australia, it is absolutely mind blowing. The quality of life and what I have access to today, it's absolutely incredible. And once again, I looked at my son and I thought, there is no thought that goes into the question if he is going to have access to food, education, safety, love. And then I thought, why us? Why do we have access to all of it? Yet other children don't and other people don't. Where we are all equal, we are all worthy. I mean, did somebody deal the dice and decided, well, you're going to have abundant life and, and somebody else won't. 
So I decided to research a little bit more. I decided to do a research on girls and education. I am very passionate about empowering women. I have always done that in whatever space of coaching I, I have been to this date. And I found that there is a list of top 10 countries which struggle today with um, the girls and their education. Nine out of 10 are countries positioned in Africa. Nine out of 10. It's all caused by crime, by poverty, and again, lack of access to resources, water, health, love, safety, and to be honest, all of our aid foundations. I personally have been on such journey to personal and professional development. I, I had a privilege to understand human psychology, human behavior. These are privileges. So today I feel like every single and each of us has a duty to expand our mind. Growth is not only vertical in terms of consciousness, it is also horizontal in terms of capabilities and skills. Well, if we cannot unknow the known, I think it is our duty to continue growing ourselves so we are more in power, so we stand stronger together. As Edward said, against some of the biggest monsters in the world which and whom are pulling the strings possibly today. Thank you. Thank you so much, Ella. And as a fellow mother, I can hear you. And my heart really breaks for the kids that don't have basic needs, right? So it's very kind of sickening to just see that those statistics and say, it's not happening to me, so it doesn't concern me. But in reality, we live in a world now that every single life needs to be a concern. Every single life needs to matter because only together we can really find this happiness. We cannot be happy in our backyard. We have to be happy globally. So thank you so much, Ella. And that leads into the foundation number seven. And I will read it out for you um, and for our viewers. So please, can I have the foundation number seven on the screen? Thank you. Justice and equality. All natural resources belong to humans and are fairly distributed among all people. Monopolization of resources and their irrational use is prohibited. These resources are fairly distributed among the citizens of the entire earth. A human is guaranteed employment if he or she desires. Pay for an identical position, specialty, or profession should be the same all over the world. Everyone has the right to private property and income. However, within the limits of individual's capitalization amount set by the society. So I will expand on this foundation a little bit more. And I liked what Edward said. We don't really pick and choose where we are born. And I like what Ella said, like how are we lucky enough to live in the countries that are considered to be prosperous. But what about other countries? Did they choose to live in the, you know, somewhere where education is not accessible? Did they choose to live somewhere where there is no medical care? Did they choose to live somewhere where they don't get an income to support their families so they have to go sell their bodies or sell their own children? I don't think anyone can be proud of the type of world that consumeristic type of mindset is creating for all of us. So we really have to make sure that every single person born on this planet has basic needs that sustain their life to make sure that they are not afraid of tomorrow. And we have enough of specialists around the globe smart people that can figure out the logistics. They can figure out how we can get the water, the food on the table. They can figure out how we exchange you know, products. They can also figure out if we are overproducing or if we are underproducing something that we need. It's very easy. And I believe it's just mathematics and economics. And I know that someone out there is already figuring this all out for us. And we just need to make sure that we talk about it and request for that type of information from scientists, from professionals. They have to tell us in their position, how can we make this happen where no one on this planet is really in need of anything 
and if they wish they can continue to earn an income they can continue to you know travel the world they can continue to just have opportunities but the same opportunities for everybody and it's human choice to use them in any way that they see fit so that's how i see the justice and equality for all and i think that foundation as other seven foundations are just as important and it's just what we need right now so thank you so much yes thank you very much olga absolutely we all know that we're all human beings we're all the same and uh, we're all equal and uh, we should be we should treat each other as such and definitely it starts with ourselves to um to do that and i like how um we were talking about that too that first it needs to start i believe deborah said first it needs to start even in the family with ourselves and then we can share it with the world as well and uh, right now i would like to pass the word to slava slava please um if you could read the eighth foundation yep thank you thank you Olga. so eighth foundation is a self-governing society the concept of power in creative society is absent. Since the responsibility for the society as a whole, its development, living conditions, and harmonious format lies with each human. Everyone has the right to participate in management of the affairs of the creative society and in the adoption of laws that improve humans' life. The solution of socially important, socially significant, and economic issues that affect the quality of humans' life is submitted for public discussion and voting. So what does it mean? Uh, for me, uh, it means the concept of power is absent and every law is voted on. There will be no forced voting as everyone would want to vote because it's not only determines our future, but also our children, our grandchildren and so on. It's a bigger responsibility, but also a great opportunity as everyone, anyone can change the world among, around themselves with ease. Everything done will be voted on with care and all for the benefits of all humans. As every person will be equal, there will be no ranking in any shape or form and everyone will be treated with equal respect within created society. When someone puts, for example, a rule uh, that would only benefit themselves or a small group of people, the offer will be discarded as it's not beneficial for everyone and it makes uh, living condition unfair. In this living condition, it's quite simple to vote whatever you specialize in the topic of the proposed uh, law or not, because you will be uh, just voting if it, if it benefits you personally. There will be no law that harms anyone or makes living difficult as uh, that goes against the foundation of the creative society. So, yeah, that's what I think. Thank you. Thank you so much. That's a very good explain. Thank you, Slava, for sharing that with us. And I'm sure our viewers already understand how vital uh, the creative society project is and how great all of our lives will be once it is implemented globally. We will no longer need to fear tomorrow as we will live happily and prosper already today. Um, the good news is that there's uh, a very easy way to make it our reality and change the vector from the society of destruction to the society of creation. And right now we are in the informational stage. And also I would like to remind our viewers to share, like, and comment. Um, and we would love to answer your questions. And um, it is right now, it is all about informing the humanity about the Creative Society project. And each concerned human can inform the maximum number of people about the project. And uh, thanks to the technology we have today, thanks to social media, and of course, the rule of six handshakes, which is how we met all the wonderful people you see today, um, we can spread the information about the Creative Society faster with people all over the globe. And we know that this is the solution. This is the route uh, to the main problems and uh, we can solve it all together, but we all need to be informed that this project exists. 
Yeah, thank you so much, Olga. And this project is created for the entire humanity. And the success will only depend on whether we can share this information with all the people at this stage so we can actually move on to the next stage. And right now we will have an interaction for our guests so everybody can answer the question that I'm going to ask. So go ahead and unmute yourself and get ready. And right now, <laughs> let's uh, have this open discussion. Let's uh, share your understandings of the importance of this project. And how can we share this vital information with other people? What are some ideas that you have? But first of all, let's really dive into the importance of this project. Anyone wants I... to start? Can I start? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, I also did my homework as well. So I just want to um, read a little bit what I um, noted for myself. And um, yeah, and what I would like to say that we really can build a creative society. As everyone knows that uh, what kind of society everyone wants to live. Yeah, so everyone knows what's to do the right things in every situation. Everyone can feel it. Really, if you try, you can feel and you understand what's the right things to do in every situation if you listen to the good inside of you. The creative society is possible in the present days because we all have a very powerful tool, as everyone knows, that's internet. This tool can be used, used to share information about the creative society on all social media platforms, news channels, and so on. So let's use this tool. Um, all people in the world can learn about the important project. This project is the solution to the current dead-end situation in which our society finds itself. We live in a very important time to make a right choice. Working together, we, we can solve a lot of issues in the world and who is stopping us, really? No one. It's time to be united. Let's unite on the, the goals of and build creative society. That's a very good time to be united. Thank you. Yeah, sure gonna, indeed I'm it gonna... is, thank you. <laughs> I'm going to All jump right, go straight ahead, in. Piero, what do you have for us? <laughs> okay, I'm just going to go back to so my idea of creative society and the benefit of obviously just following on is that we can all do it. We know we can. There's so many of us that feel though as if they cannot. And the one thing that I the two things that I really want to share, one of them is a, an amazing quote by Shakespeare. No thought is neither good nor bad, only what you think it. So therefore, if we're going to use creative society as a tool, as a vehicle to get us there to share this together, it's just by sharing this individual post and saying, hey, look, this is my opinion, and then pass it on. Respecting someone else's opinion is the epitome of self-respect, because if you didn't share it, therefore, you're only lacking of yourself. The second thing that I want to share is purely this. If we all thought, if we did, that the world is already perfect. And knowing that it's not perfect, well, then there must be some reason of perfection in the world, whether it be imperfection or not. But if we were all perfect and no one needed to be fixed and everyone was perfect the way they are, because it only comes down to a thought, how would you wake up every day? How would you wake up every day? And then to not only wake up that way, but live that way. That's what I see as the creative society. That's the power that individuals like us have. We are all building the tools to get there. We are all sharing the, the information valuably to everybody. But as Ella said, it is our duty to pull the next person next to us and say, hey, let's do this together. Let's do this. Let's do that. And then accepting people as they are. Wow. Thank you so much. And I think we're going to have fun because in Australia are setting amazing mood for all of us. So anyone else want to um, dive in into the importance yes. of this project? <laughs> okay. <laughs> go ahead, ladies. Pix, you want to go? Sure. Oh, Pix? No. oh, sorry. Okay, thank you. Um, <laughs> we have to fly the feminine flag here, girls. So, <laughs> um, yeah, literally, we rise by lifting others up. 
and collectively we can achieve the consciousness and create an incredible society we've touched on thoughts thoughts become things guys you know there's a part of the brain the amygdala scientific proof what we focus on is what we bring about and as piero said it's the emotions and the feelings attached to those thoughts so you know social media and those other platforms they're a weapon but they are also an incredibly powerful tool so I just love the fact that we've all come together, united, sharing our thought leadership on how we can create a creative society. And there's a butterfly effect. One person has the positive impact or influence on 75,000 people. So, you know, I just encourage and inspire everybody who's listening in and our fellow thought leaders here to absolutely stand up, think positively and take action as well, because Whilst knowledge is powerful, it's only the application of that knowledge that really creates things. So thank you so much. And over to you, Ella. Amazing. I'm just getting all fired up. And I was already fired up when I, <laughs> when I just jumped on this call. I'm going to follow up with saying this. And PJ, we talk about this all the time. We only know what we know. Correct. So once again, I feel like we have the responsibility now knowing that we can, and it's just a matter of how to, to really spread the message and continue helping other people. Look, personal development industry is predicted to be worth 56.6 billions of dollars by 2027. I would say, incredible, let's keep pumping money into our personal development more than even general education and let's continue growing ourselves so we can grow internal resources, our intelligence, but also our emotional development to then help others. I think every single person is born with unique skills, unique talents. And the reality is that only one to 5% of people in the world manage to achieve those huge extraordinary dreams. I'm talking about space, space of business. So what about remaining <laughs> the remaining the 95% or 99% which are remaining? I think we all have capabilities too, but we don't have belief to. So many of us are born in the environment. Once again, if you only know what you know and you are born in the environment that shapes you and, cre and cre based on that, you create sen sense of belief systems and sense of how much you are worth, then we're not going to get anywhere by only focusing on ourselves and how much we can have in terms of abundance or joy or, or you know, positivity. As we, can, as we know, you can read 10,000 positive affirmations every single day and be the same person for the next 10 years. And those positive affirmations do not apply to people who A, don't have resources to access them and B, wouldn't even understand them. So I'm going to call, make a call and say we all have a responsibility to uh, grow that consciousness. And this platform is absolutely incredible. I have not come across a platform which screams so loudly about the connection amongst nearly 8 billion of people in the world. Boom. Yes. <laughs> wow, that, that was great. Thank you so much, Ella. Anyone else want to uh, talk about the yes. importance of the yes. creative society? I do. Thank you. Um, I'd like to actually honour in this moment, Sally Anderson, and I'd like to just note, we don't use the word honour much anymore. And when we use that word, something happens deep inside. Um, I talked with a Canadian minister early this morning on social media, and he'd been warned by his local MP to stop feeding the homeless. And he read out the correspondence and the legal letter that had been sent to him in relation to that, yes, gasp. <laughs> um, and I just really got the, the sharpness of the contrast that we're being shown. For me, that contrast has never been so big. Um, and I'm appreciating the degree to which there's that continuing evolution um, in order to be with it. Um, so we're going to need conversational and emotional intelligence. Um, 
And um, David Martin, I was relating, talking to him recently, and he said, you know, in the future, Pat, he said, you won't be called Pat Armitstead and I won't be called David Martin. We'll be called by that which we are a voice for. And I thought, ah, oh, I'm going to be called Joyful Empowerment. So there's some new thinking. Very nice. Awesome. And Deborah, did you want to share your understandings of a creative society? Thank you. Yes. Uh, I think this is an incredible uh, platform. And for me, creativity, we all, we all have the ability to be creative. And by being creative within ourselves and accepting and loving ourselves, we become an example for others and it flows on to others. So the, my core truth and what, what I stand for and going off what Pat just said before about what we will be known for, you know, I aim for driving opportunity and facilitating freedom. And that's because those two things are what has enabled me to defy the odds on so many levels and why, although it, it, it has hurt my, my heart in so many ways to put forward the number of traumas that I have gone through and it hurts me to share them sometimes, I do so because I want to give others permission to own their pain and use their creativity to be free and to as themselves and to create an, the opportunities that they have. So we do that through our creativity. We, we do that by being authentic. We have the choice and the power to begin again at any time. And we use creativity to do that and choose our internal freedom to do that and live as an example for others. Oh, thank you so much, Deborah. That's so powerful. And I'm sure Edward has a couple words to say about the importance of the creative project as well. Oh, well, do I ever? I was going to say, I love what everyone was saying. And I actually want to react um, quite to um, Piero, actually. I love where you were going, legendary Piero. And you know, one of the biggest things that I find is so very important is you got to have removal of corruption and removal of the tyranny of governments because right now you got to think and i know i know the african issue very well excuse my cute little son in the background um in africa the big problem the re one of the reasons why people are so starving there and why conditions are so bad is because of the government corruption it's because they're doing the opposite of what we're saying and i think it's very important that we deal with the tyranny of government and we deal with the corruption you've got all these dictators around the world that are punishing their people so yes, excuse my little boy, he's as upset about the dictators as I am, but we're gonna end the corrupt governments and the tyranny and give freedom to the people. Bless your hearts, everyone, love your work. Yes, thank you so much. And that's exactly it. That's also one of the biggest thing is that in creative society, the power belong to the people and the, there will be representatives. Those in politics will represent the wants and need for the people and they will have a bigger responsibility put on top of them for uh, doing what people want. And that is gonna be huge. We can actually respect what they're doing as they will do what we the people want them to do. And that is huge. The power of course will be absent. And that is, thank you so much for touching up on that because that is a very, very big aspect of the creative society. And I know Fiona, um, we haven't uh, we'll heard you yet. Thank you. I wanted to say, um, I think sometimes we feel powerless and the creative society gives you a voice and a platform and you feel like you're not alone. And we can be the change that we want to, we can be the change we want to see. And each person has a little role to play, but it's so powerful. And that's what I love about this. We've all come together and really we could have all talked on any of the foundations because we've all come with the same type of passion. But I don't feel alone in wanting this. And to me, if we can ask people to say, just say it, be okay with voicing your view and saying what you feel and know that this these foundations have been developed through the voice of the people and I love that as well it's it's everyone's put their words forward so you're speaking on behalf of eight million how many million responses did you say you had that's that's you're not alone so be the brightest light in the street and go forth thank you Yes, thank you. Thank you. That's important because we today we have a lot of people contacting us and they all every person says, well, what can I do? I'm only one person. 
There is, yeah. there is nothing I can do, but look at that. There's already 10 of us today and one person can do so much. Again, as we said, and as Slava said earlier, we have the internet, we can share the information. One person mm -hmm. can truly, truly, and I think Pix, um, he said it as well, one person can change so many lives and can share this information. And today we have touched and discussed a significant topic and we see that people all over the world want to live in an atmosphere of friendship, respect and understanding. And from what was voiced, uh, we can summarize that the main change needs to be done in ourselves. It is necessary to take action and responsibility for our lives and the lives of the future generations. It is essential to have a common goal, which is building the creative society, a goal that will unite all the people of the world. And today it is obvious that everyone is striving to get out of the dead-end consumerist format of living. And all people are striving to start living as a human with a capital H. And uh, let's together build the, the society of love, the society of safety, society of freedom, of justice, society of equality, where the power truly is absent and everything belongs to the people. And this is the world that we can leave to our kids, to our children, to the future generations, because it all starts with us today. And we have a say, we can actually do this right now, all of us can. And um, if we do this today, then our future generations, our kids can thank us tomorrow because we never know truly with the climatic changes, with the political um, changes, we can see that there's a lot of problems and we never know where we're gonna end up tomorrow. And if we just change the format today, if we all unite under this one goal, um, we can truly build this amazing future. And if something does happen, if we do need to migrate or climatic changes, then we will have a home and any country we go to, we will have friends and um, we will not need to um, worry about surviving. Uh, we will actually have, we will have relationship that is based on the moral and spiritual values that are inside all of us. And this is what we're all striving for. And I would like to thank everybody so much for being with us today. It was truly a wonderful conversation. It's it's incredible how we met everybody and how we connected on this one platform. And it's great that now all of you know each other as well, because I know before not everybody has met and now everybody um, knows each other in Australia. Well, at least the eight people here today. So that is truly, truly incredible. Yes, thank you so much, Olga. And I also wanted to say that uh, maybe, you know, 50 years from now or maybe 20 years from now, people will not remember our names. But what they will remember and be thankful for is for the action steps that we took today to make a creative society a reality, not just for us, for our kids and future generations. And I really do encourage everybody to share this message as we are at the informational stage of the project. And we cannot move any further unless everybody around the globe knows that creative society is possible. So we truly appreciate all our guests and all viewers who have joined us today. We will continue to hold these global conferences and bring this message to every single cor corner around the globe. And don't forget to share this video and any other videos you see about Creative Society. And please use two hashtags, hashtag Creative Society and hashtag Alatra Unites. And thank you so much for being on with us and we will see you next time. Bye-bye.